tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. I am here to rock. Joining me as always, the cold-blooded killer on stage. Now, just gets up there and slams it. No one is love him. Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and twos, uh, what a stud. <laughs> Word on the street is he's the new Joe Rogan of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, isn't Joe Rogan the Joe Rogan of podcasting? Well, you're the new Joe Rogan. Okay. Jay Nice or Johnny Woodard, how are you guys? All good, all good. What's uh, going on with you, Sam? Nothing, dude. Just uh, got back in from a very successful weekend with Eddie Bravo, Xavier, uh, Reed Becker, and Johnny, too. Johnny Betancourt. Uh, fun times, great times, people missing their flights. So <laughs> I can't complain. Old man Sam just going to the hotel, sleeping, getting up early in the morning, ready to rock. That's my life. But... Dallas Swarm, OKC Swarm, I can't express to you enough how much I love you. I can't express it. I can't. And like when at the end, when we're mean real quick and you got to move on because there's a line around the block, I wish I could spend time with each one of you. I, I wish I could sit down and just talk to you each. I, it would take four days, but I would do it if I could. I mean, so just know when like it's a turn burn, the guy's like, "Come on, we gotta get more people." I fe I feel awful, and I try to m do my best to let you know how thankful I am. And you guys came out, and you guys shredded, and I I just I can't thank you enough, Dallas. You never disappoint me ever, ever. Even when I was a nobody, you guys were great to perform in front of. And OKC, a lot of bricks and a lot of fat asses. <laughs> And I loved it. And I love, I, I like, dude, Oklahoma City is a wonderful city, man. Dude, these people came in hot, sold out on shirts. The 420 shirts, gone. 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 And you'll never see those shirts online. People are like, this better not be online. You don't have to worry about it. I have never turned around and sold a shirt that I said was going to be exclusive, limited edition, or it never. It's not how I operate, man. But. Thank you guys so much. We're, Eddie and I are gearing up on some more shows, and uh, it was fun. You guys really seemed to enjoy Klaus Schwab Jr. I mean, Eddie just got smitten with him, loved him, and uh, was making all these Instagram videos of him. So, it, you know, I'm all about weird. Uh, I want to thank Al Alex Stein for joining us on the um, on the, uh, the Dallas Swarm Tank. A lot taller. Than I thought he was. He says people that I didn't know he was a fucking Nephilim. Like he was like 6'3. And then he just kept making his hot blonde girlfriend tell everybody that she eats his ass. That's Publicly. the whole show, like yeah. multiple times. You know, Johnny, you don't seem moved by that. 
I, I'll talk to you about it. Okay. Oh my. Very oh. sensitive. No, it's not. I. I'm just dealing with something. Okay, I'm sorry. No, Jack. no, it's all good. It's all good. Should I have not brought up ass eating? Is it a sensitive yeah, subject? Yeah, it's sensitive. Okay, oh. Johnny, Johnny's imaginary girlfriend doesn't eat his butt, and he's sad about it. That's Guys, it. <laughs> uh, uh, if you if you want to see any of my my videos of my shows, just go to samtriplee.com. That's samtriplee.com. All of my shows are available right there. Uh, my new specials. Uh, Cash Daddies, Union of the Unwanted, uh, uh, Tim Foil Hat, Broken Sim, all of those available there. What do we got coming up? Oh, Spokane. Spokane, Can you go back to Tacoma. That? Spokane, when is that? September? September 3rd and 4th. Oh, oh snaps! Damn, we it's do coming. have dates. I didn't know that. Yes. One of them sold out already. Uh, the, one, of, one of them was a late show, 10 p.m. Coming one of them hot. sold out. So can you go back to that, Johnny, so I could see that? No, that was the Zoom one that was still up, but it's okay. closed. Okay, my apologies, guys. My apologies. Gosh darn it. They God, can see it. They dang can see nab it. it. Yeah, okay. they can see it on the screen. So we got Spokane, uh, September 3rd, and then we have Tacoma, September 4th. Go check those out. Those are great. September then, 4th is a 420 show, guys. Oh, so be snaps. ready for t-shirts and be there at 420. And then we have, uh, I'll be in, oh, I'm going to Nebraska September 18th. And then all the way in October the 29th. I have shows in uh, in Idaho coming up, Utah. I'm booking stuff all over the place. So it, just go to samtriplee.com. Uh, a lot of things are going on. And just go check that out. All of my all of my premium content is available in one place. Rockfin.com. R-O-K-F-I-N.com. All of it's there. Uh Timfall Hat Premium's there. Zero is there. Conspiracy Social Club is there. First look broken sims there. The GOAT, if Johnny's can ever do that again. And my good friend over there has a great show called We Don't Smoke the Same. And that's available on there as well. Coming hot, we just had a guy that breeds dogs, so he showed us how to jerk off his dog. Only on Rockfin. Here, uh, <laughs> uh, how many subscribers you guys have? Three thousand. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's coming hot. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was good. Three thousand's great, dude. Yeah. Weirdo. Okay. <laughs> By the way, you're the second person to talk about that subject. Uh, we were at the OKC. We were talking to a bunch of people. One young lady who was two young ladies hung out. One was a hot mom who had uh, four kids. So I'm like, somebody bounce back real quick. <laughs> and then the other one's husband, and she makes a lot of money breeding dogs, which means there's some humping going on. Yeah, she said she didn't mind watching her husband do it, which was <laughs> and, weird to me. I was like, whoa, is yeah. that like. How did you get, get into that, that conversation, though? Because I had a dog, way. and she's like, how'd you get it? And I was like, I explained it. She's like, I breed them. How much you pay? And then she started going into it. And I was like, so because these dogs can't breed themselves, you have to help them out. All are welcome at a live <laughs> Tinfoil Hat Comedy. We love you very much. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is probably one of the most important shows we have done here on this show. And uh, I'm being dead serious here. And I hope you guys, I hope that I can label this correctly so you all listen. It, Okay, we have this gentleman on, Jim Gale, and he is with the Food Force Abundance uh, business. And I'm telling you, you need to listen to this episode. If you're listening now, I know you are, but I can tell you, I'm telling you, this is a very important episode. 
very important episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Rock and roll. Drink from the fountain. Of okay, time. man, let's get into it. I think this is a very important topic to have. You know, we had an episode earlier about how the powers of be keep talking about knocking out the grid. Why do they do that? That's Stitchell magic. They tell you what they're going to do. So if you don't stop them, that is your fault, not theirs. Okay. And I, so how do we prepare for this? Uh, the truth of the matter is uh, you have to take actions. If you want change, you have to make change. And one of the changes that I personally would like to do is get some land and learn how to grow my own food, which I think is very important. And that's why uh, I think our next guest is so important. Uh, he is a CEO for the Food Force Abundance. Please welcome Jim Gale. How are you, Jim? Damn good, man. Thank you for having me on this uh, awesome show. I'm excited to speak with all of you and your listeners about the solutions to the biggest problems in the world. And I have them. And so do many people, but most of you don't know what the solutions are because they keep this shit from us, right? And there is a they, and they have a very well-defined and, and very outwardly spoken strategy, which you referred to earlier. Well, uh, I totally agree with everything you are saying. They. Uh, when I say they, they're always like, who's they? It's like, they, you know, they, the they, <laughs> same people fake the Gulf of Tonkin, they, okay? The same yeah. people told you there was weapons of mass destruction when there wasn't, they, the ones who are like telling you and paying everybody to tell you to get a vaccine, they, 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 you know who they is. Stop acting like you don't know who they is, okay? Who's it's they? not, it's not a certain group of people. You know, it's not the Jews. It's it's they. There is no one group. It is a it's across multi groups. You know, it's not really born into it. But maybe you are born into it. But you know, it's oh, they. you're born into it. Okay, so we got this whole thing going on. For those Jim who may not be familiar with you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I grew up in Minnesota, uh, suburb kid, uh, just a standard house. My dad is a pipe fitter. My mom's a realtor. Had a great life. They called me nature boy growing up. Um, I was a normal kid. I just loved to screw around and do crazy shit and try to get not in trouble doing things that maybe should have gotten me in trouble. Had a lot of fun. Um, and then I, I was a wrestler. I got the ear. Um, just there we go. Yeah. And uh, so I wrote my goal. This is kind of relevant. That's why I'm saying I wrote my goals for the first time when I was 19. And at that point, I had no vision of the future for myself. Nothing compelling. I was just going day by day, seeing how much fun I could have. And I wrote those goals and I wrote, I wanted to be a national champion in, in college. And when I handed them to my wrestling coach, he literally laughed internally and smirked. And he goes, these goals are kind of lofty, don't you think? Anyway, because of having that compelling vision of the future, I was able to manifest that. And that's one thing I want to talk a lot about today is we have to start having a compelling vision for our future. We have to raise our spirits. We have to have faith and courage, and we have to be inspired because the number one tool of enslavement is fear. So we have to rise above that, and we have to promote these wonderful topics that lead to these good things to come. You know what? Uh, I think everything you're saying is spot on, right? Manifesting is so important uh, in this reality, whatever we live in. I, it's a realm. Some days I think it's a haunted house, to be honest with you. And uh, that has realm um, 
aspects to it. You know, when I was in, I, I, I grew up in upstate New York in a very small, small town. It's a very small town. And there were a couple really great athletes in my hometown. And I remember one time there was this kid and all he wanted to do was was wrestle for Penn State wrestling. That's all he wanted to do. And he, he was so dedicated to it. And then this one teacher who, you know, you know, people do the best they can. As you get, when, you, when you're young, you're kind of fooled. When you get a little older, you get kind of mad at them. And then you get a little older and you realize that they tried the best they could. You know, it's like, oh, why did you see it? You get really angry. Then you get a little older. You're like, oh, man, there's shit I missed. I can't. You know, everybody's doing the best they can. But there, there was he had this comment, this teacher, and his son is uh, who I, I, I love his son very much. Uh, you know, and he had this, he told the class that nobody, well, first of all, this was the first person in my life that ever told me everyone's going to die. And I remember the shock in the room and I'm like, what do you mean? We're all going to die. And I'm like, oh my God, he's right. I'm going to die. And I like, and that was kind of the beginning of like reality sitting in. But then this guy also said something and he was like, nobody in this from this school will ever play division one sports and wow. dude this kid fractured fractured well later on i don't know if he went to penn state but he went on to be a d1 athlete we had one of the top like female basketball players of uh that generation went to our school we had another guy who was like one of the top swimmers in the country so it's like my parents grew up as as teachers and they were teaching at this time this guy but Make no doubts about it. There are some people out there that are very limited in their scopes and they yeah. don't realize like, like you can do anything. Most people take the first exit off the highway because they think yeah. that's the most practical, safe thing to do. They don't realize like two or three stops down, uh, two or three more exits down. The most amazing shit was about to happen, but you never even got there. Yep. There's nothing worse than somebody tells me, uh, stay safe. I'm like, what? <laughs> stay safe? No, 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 no. Have fun. In fact, I talked to this older lady the other day. She's like, oh, be careful. Like, I'm playing tennis. I don't want to be careful. I want to have fun. And that's a different mentality, right? One comes from control and fear. The other one comes from just enjoying the shit out of life. And you mentioned this idea about they did the best they could. That is the first presupposition of, of my MO, of my constitution is it's a fact. It's irrefutable that everybody always does the best they can at any given moment with any decision or choice that they are aware of now the, the word choice is a misnomer because it implies there's an awareness of choice most of these people nowadays they don't have that awareness they've been programmed to such a level that they only have one program choice exactly like robots hey everybody I want to tell you about our new sponsor tebow bodywear 
tbowbodywear.com. That's Tebow underwear. That's right. Go to tbowbodywear.com. Use the promo code tinfoil. Okay. Their underwear is awesome. I have it on right now. That's how much I love it. Okay. Their underwear was developed and tested by 400,000 men. Okay. Tebow underwear is developed by a community of cons- customers to improve previous versions and develop new versions that are through their online platform. Okay. Tebow underwear is extremely soft and trust me, it is comfortable. Well cut for the most flattering look. Yeah, man, your junk is going to look power huge. And we could all use that here. My proud six inches never look better. This is because so many customers gave their opinion to make them better than ever. Okay. Tebow on, Tebow is a leader in community-led production of their men's underwear, and they're leading the movement to have this as the future of all clothing production, okay? Tebow is pronounced Tebow, just like Jason Tebow, okay? If you love Jason Tebow, you're going to love this underwear, okay? Tebow underwear offers a superior cut bamboo material that is softer and more durable than your average underwear. Uh, additionally, a cool fact, bamboo uses 20 times less water and fiber, which makes it contributes to sustaining the environment, okay? Dude, a lot of great stuff. So here's what Tebow's offering, okay? Get 20% off your next purchase at tbobodywear.com. That's T-B-O-Bodywear.com and use the promo code TIN. Foil. Okay, that's T-Bow, T-B-O, bodywear.com, promo code TINFOIL. People always uh, take uh, safety over freedom, and we're seeing that playing out in real time right now. Real <laughs> time. And, you know, there's something I'm coming to grip with, and I, and I want to stay on, on this topic because I think it's very important. I could go uh, way off track real quick, but... <laughs> You know, what What I'm starting to realize in life is the difference between smart and intelligent. And some intelligent people are smart, and some smart people are intelligent, but not all intelligent people are smart. And, and you're, you're lucky if you have one. Because there, right. there's some people who aren't smart, and they aren't intelligent. And one is understanding systems. The other one is having a feel for how things yeah. are operating, feeling energies, understanding how people work uh, on a street level, you know? Uh, and then I'm understanding that there's something about like, there's dangerous conversations and then there's safe, dangerous conversations, right? Yeah. Right, like safe, dangerous is like the, you know, white people are blah, 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 or the Republicans are blah, 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 right? Or Trump is a blah, blah, blah. Those are safe, dangerous conversations. And a lot of our political talk is that a lot of our content creators are making are, are doing very well in this safe, dangerous area? Okay, but there are very dangerous conversations, which are okay. Like both parties suck, and why is that dangerous? Because it doesn't play to one side or the other, in which you can have like people going, "Yes," you're like, "Hey, both of you are fucking idiots." That's a very Damn, that's like being in the bar going, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. And like your back is against the wall. I think, yeah. I think anything yeah. on that takes you off of YouTube is dangerous. If you're, if you're on YouTube, you're not, 
Or they like you. They're like everything. Like, are we? We're watching in real time all of our heroes from the '80s and '90s who like rage against machine were really, really outspoken when the Republicans were the rich guys who were for big business, and the Democrats were for the little guys, and they cared about the the disenfranchised. And now that more and more information is coming out that that was all bullshit the whole time, and they're both the the two heads of the same snake these people can't come to grips with how long have they told you don't listen to the government the government the system the the system is racist and then when people quote unquote marched on capitol hill now they're like you can't do that well that's where the system happened that you've been rallying against well that's not they can't right <laughs> fucking minds explode right absolutely the, the most dangerous superstition is our belief in a governmente govern is to manage and control and mente is mine this idea that we want to look to authority instead of being the authors of our own stories yes. is the root deception of everything like no i don't need anybody telling me not to go shoot my neighbor or to kick <laughs> not kick the freaking dog i don't want to shoot the neighbor or kick the dog right and that's a society that is is where we're going to go now not everybody's gonna make it because those living in fear fear is the death the retraction of the spirit and we that's our that's what it's our job to lift that up and to help people see that we're more than this physical body at least that's what i know to be true after some amazing experiences with shamanic medicines and breath work and meditation so yeah so that's our job that's my job is in in life it's my duty to my four daughters i've got four beautiful amazing four girls daughters damn oh. dude i thought i was dangerous with two Four? Wow, bro. Yeah. Wow. So I'm motivated as hell, and, and I'm joyfully obsessed. Now, when I took the red pill back about 14 years ago, you know, I would say in 2008, when Obama first got elected, I had tears of joy because I still did not understand what was going on. Then he went and won the Nobel Peace Prize, and I was proud of my guy. He won the Nobel Peace Prize, and then he went and leveled the shit out of everything, yeah. right? Out of whole societies, he just bombed the shit out of them and leveled them. And that's when I said, what the hell is going on? And I took the red pill, I had my first two daughters and I was in pain because I had this cognitive dissonance. You can't hold two competing belief systems in your head at the same time without struggle. So I went through that struggle and then I read Bill Molson's quote, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple and I started bawling and that was my awakening moment to the focus on what is the solution to the biggest problems of our world and guess what we have the solution and it's happening you know man I think you're wonderful I totally agree with you man it's like it's like you know in recovery someone said something so smart to me it's like using drugs and alcohol is really hard sobriety is easy and you're like what dude i mean like why am i real ass all it's like dude drugs and alcohol the shit i have to go through 
for drugs and alcohol, the lying, the you know, the fucking putting myself in bad situations, the embarrassment of relapsing, or like we learned this weekend, I can just be sober and wake up early and have to knock on people's door, go, okay, uh, re regulators, mow up, let's go. You know, my life yeah. is easy being sober. And we were parting hard, all of us. So <laughs> at, one, at one point, at one point, Sam's like, man, I'm hanging out with full on alcoholics. Yeah, I don't know how uh, I'm doing it. I wasn't partying at all. I do my thing and we went and ate and then I go back to my Sticks room. To Starbucks. Man. I love candy, it, dude. Candy, candy, Give him candy. He'll be fine. I love to go. To, <laughs> I see, But it's like going back to what you're talking about. It's like, oh man, it's like really easy. It's like, it's like for me, man, I'd love to hear your opinion. Like for me, it's like, man, everything's about looking within. Just look within. Work on yourself, man. I mean, how many of these people's problems are all on their screen, their their computer screen, their phone screen, their television screen, it, all of it. If that is where all your problems rely, you're being brainwashed and manipulated. Work on yourself. It's just that simple. Look within. Look exactly. within. Exactly. In fact, a lot of people say, like, I'll talk about eating healthy food or fasting or intermittent. Any of these things that have helped me, I love to share those things. And people say it's hard to do that. And I say, it's harder not to just exactly what you were just saying. And then it makes them go, Oh my God. So it's these little links that we got to keep planting these seeds. And, and then you can see them start sprouting with more and more repetition. You know, in fact, there's one um, thing that I, I want to get out. It's on the tip of my head. People say, Oh, how do they program us through the television programming with the government as producers of James Bond films and of CNN and all these freaking things, right? How do they do that? Entertainment, enter, tame means hold, and mente is mind. Enter the mind hold. So um, I was watching a CIA ops guy talk about how they used neurolinguistics to control the thoughts and the visions that people had in their head. And this actually blew my mind. I've got a master's in neurolinguistics and I still didn't imagine the application that would be used against us. So they did a study where there's two people in a room and they had somebody come in, put his hand on a desk and then walk out of the room. So they asked these people, okay, what just happened? Did a person come in and put his hand on the desk and walk out of the room? And everybody said, yes, right? Then they interjected a presupposition. They said, did the person with the gun come in the room, put his hand on the desk and leave the room? And most of the people said, yes, very few people caught that. What gun? I didn't see a gun. Almost everybody ignored. Oh. I know where you're going with this. Chills. I got the chills. So check out what happened. So then they asked follow-up questions and they said to, to the people, the first people that they didn't do the presupposition, did you see a gun on the person that came into the room? 97% of them or so said, no, I didn't see a gun, right? 3%, the question made them visualize the gun and they answered yes to the question, right? So then after the people with the presupposition, they asked them, did, did you see a gun on the person? And 70% said yes. So imagine when you've got control of the narrative through the t entertainment of all kinds, imagine when you can start uh, applying these, these statements, these hidden, seemingly nothing statements. And when you're awake to it, 
it's everywhere. It's like, oh my God, I just got blown away by all the stuff, all the programming tools that are coming at us. So that's why we find ourselves in the state of divide and conquer that we find ourselves in now. So a great example of what you're talking about is this OJ Simpson video in which he's trying to tell everybody to get the vaccine. And it's like the most bizarro thing I've ever seen in my life. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. And he's like, 99% of those people that are are dying or in the hospital are the unvaccinated. That is a complete and utter lie. That's not true. It's not based on any other thing than something put out on on either either on a Twitter that's been decimated that's been uh what's what's the word I'm looking for spread the information spread out disseminated disseminated yeah. disseminated not decimated but disseminated uh through all these blue check mark people that are now being regurgitated by people including idiots like OJ Simpson to everybody and it's not true and it's because the reality is that's that human beings at their core are good people. Yes. And they're trusting people. So if I go, Hey man, uh, there's a guy in there that's got a gun, right? People think I'm telling the truth. Well, what if I don't want you to buy one of the scratch offs because I want to buy all the scratch offs. So I tell you, there's a guy in there with a gun and everyone runs away and I'm the only one who gets all the scratch offs. And now I win a prize, right? They, people don't want to think like that. They right. want to be trusting, want to be loving. And these people prey on that. Yeah. They prey on it. People often. assume that other people are like them and that yeah. most people wouldn't lie and wouldn't be deceitful like that. But the people we're against here, man, they don't they don't have any scruples. You know, there's no morality to them. They don't care yeah. at all. I mean, like OAC is being caught as a fraud. I mean, she has to be asking herself, I'm like three years into this, and I am just getting beat like a pinata everywhere I go. Do I because they're grooming her to be the na- next Nancy Pelosi, right? But Nancy Pelosi never had immediate reaction to everything that she does, like OAC is right now. She's getting caught in lie after lie after lie, and I don't care how big your jugs are. Eventually, <laughs> people are going to forget about those mammies, and they're going to yeah. go, "This chick is lying. Everything coming out of her mouth is a fucking lie." And she's going to get it every moment she goes. It will be to the point where she they won't be able to walk down the street without people being bothering her. And that's where we are. And you're 100% correct. And that's why you got like, tell me you watch MSNBC, CNN, Fox News without telling me you watch MSNBC, you know, CNN and Fox News. And it's just the same You can tell what people watch by the words they use. They exactly parrot. It's safe and effective. Like, I just like, I hear that. I lose my freaking mind. But I want to do it without losing rapport because my goal, my underlying foundation is to continue to try to gain rapport, even with insanity, so I can help lift them out of insanity. And, And also, I don't waste time with especially in business, the one of the first things that I share with people is I don't do business with people who advocate force and violence. And everybody says, well, of course not, neither do I. And then I say what that means. That means forced mandates of any kind. I don't want anybody forcing me to take a medicine that I don't believe in. And then I get hung up on about one out of 10 times and I say, thank God, 
and then buy, and then I work with the people who don't hang up. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy Nicotine, okay? Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative, okay? Finally, tobacco has an alternative that doesn't suck. All right. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine and comes in these three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Holla at your boy. Okay. Lucy has lozenges. Okay. With four milligrams of nicotine that include the following flavors, cherry, ice, citrus, and mint. They went hard in the paint on that. Okay. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on a flight, at work, at the gym, on the go. It doesn't matter, okay? So it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, okay? And get some Lucy Nicotine Gum or Langeges, okay? This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Okay, Lucy. Lucy, lozenges and gum. Okay, also have FSA and HSA eligible. So you'll be able to spend pre-tax dollars on them. Okay, this is for the TFH swarm. Okay, go to Lucy.co, C-O, okay, L-U-C-Y dot co and use the promo code Tin foil to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. Okay, this is Lucy.co. Use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout. Okay, I also have to give this disclaimer warning these products contain nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is addictive chemical. Okay, Lucy.co and be sure to use the promo code TINFOIL. Listen, I, I don't want government telling me anything. I don't even get to what the issue is. The answer is before it's even, the government does not tell people to do anything with their bodies right. at all. And I don't care what side of the argument you're on. I don't right. even get to that part. I don't, I don't, I don't. And you, you know, life's life, 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 lives, lives, life. You on uh, both sides cry about lives all the time. And it's just like, you're, you're just doing mental gymnastics. It's just like, stay the fuck out of people's bodies. And yeah. that includes on both sides. Don't do the mental gymnastics. And I'm sorry. I know if you have religious views, that's great. You do you. I don't want yeah. the government telling me what the fuck to do. And you know, with your medical fucking tyranny, I, you do you. I don't want the government telling me what to do. And it's unbelievable. Again, go to these safe, these safe danger people that talk about safe danger that are in these uh, in this cookie cutter fucking style of politics. That can't understand that telling people to take a vaccine and then limiting what they can do with their lives based on work and where they can go is fascism. It's fucking fascism. Absolutely. Okay. And it's Blame just it. like, I'm getting asked to make comments on a comedy club that I work at. <laughs> this is my house. I will not disparage that place based for the because of the woman who started it, Mitzi Shore. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. You know my opinion on it. Stop asking me. I'm right. not going to trash something that's helped me out. Without it, I would be dead, and you guys wouldn't even know who I am. So I'm not going to trash it. But make no doubts about it. I don't agree with what's going on. Okay? It's fascism. 
And stop acting like it's not. Stop crying about Nazis. Stop crying about fascism. And then being okay with people being told you can't work here without a fucking vaccine. That is fascism. That is taking a government position and using the private sector and working together to control someone's ability to make a living. Exactly. Now, now imagine living in a country where in, in California, you can't work without vaccine. Oklahoma, no masks. The servers were taking care of us with nothing. It was like a back to normal. Imagine living in a country where there's two different types of way to get a job. Well, it's like the rest of the country stopped playing pandemic. They really have. And now you got these numbers like, oh, Florida skyrocketing. Get <laughs> out of here with that crap. Dude, yeah. And I honestly think if it was real, why would they let these fucking... Lollapalooza just happened. Hard summer just happened. Is they want to have an excuse like, look, this is where it happened. We all hung out at Lollapalooza and these fucking 19, 20 year old kids gave all the state of Chicago fucking. I think that's what it is. It's so dumb because you're already being told if you had the vaccine, you could still get it, spread it all. If, If you can get it and you can spread it, why are you taking the vaccine? I'll tell you why you're taking the vaccine because you want them to stop. But what they're showing you is it's never going to stop because there'll be a new variant every six months that they're going to lock you down on. They want you to push back. That's what they're they're seeing what they can get away with. We are absolutely in the middle of World War III, and it's a complete psyop. A document was written more than 50 years ago called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, it lays it out in detail, the psychological strategy, and it talks about who and why. Well, the why is obvious, control. And this agenda, by the way, and this is a, a lot of folks don't, there's layers to this onion. And I've been studying for 14 years, very open-minded. I'm not a flat earther. I don't believe that there's a flat earth. I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. I don't think I am, but I'm willing to be, right? And that's the same thing when Building 7 fell. I'm like, no way was that a conspiracy. It would take too many people to pull that off. Well, then I realized that compartmentalization is freaking real. And that there are so many layers to this onion that once you start unpacking it, to now everything makes sense to me. I have no more illusions, no more confusion. There are and always have been parasites at every level of this divine natural creation. And from wood ticks and mosquitoes to the Rothschilds and Rockefellers sucking the blood and the energy of the people. And it's our job to earn our freedom. That's part of the game that we're in is to earn our freedom. I completely agree. By the way, you are the best interview ever because, like, I know when you're done talking, you're great at it. Like everybody else, I'm not, but you're perfect at it, dude. You're a great you, interview. Really awesome. Um, I want to get in. So, you know, you know our opinions on everything, and it's just like, you know, I went to drop off my dog. I put my mask on. You know, I, I because it's like, do I want to start a World War Three with these dog people? And the answer is, I have chosen to live in L.A. at this moment. If you're going to yeah. live here, that's the rules. And if you like places and you like going there, just put up with it. Like, he likes his dog getting, getting taken care of. I, I can leave my dog at home or it could go play. And all I have to do is pull this up. Yep. I don't agree with it. But you know what? Here's where we are. Here's yeah. where we are. So uh, that's all I'm going to say. So when I'm in Oklahoma or I'm in Dallas or I'm on the East Coast, or I'm a, you know, and nobody's wearing masks, I, I like not wearing a mask. And it's like, I can't wake you people up 
because certain people all moved here. Like it's beta bitch energy around here. <laughs> it's just beta bitch energy, dude. You all want to be third world dictators. You all want to rule with an iron fist and you're doing it through beta fucking elevating. That's how you're doing it, dude. That's how you're doing it. And there's nothing I could do about you. I don't know. I mean, like, I like recording in L.A. I like recording with these guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to figure out a way to do it here. Or I might not move. I don't know. But I don't know. Dude, they locked this shit down again. What are we doing? What are we doing, dude? You know? So I, yeah. I'm i really into, uh, I, I'm going to go pick up my new gun. I'm really excited about it. How, How many that? is shotgun? Caltech, yeah. Yeah, the shotgun. Think I could have like nine shots in it, just keep pumping, putting it in fucking zombies, bro. <laughs> how many guns? Off my leg. How many guns we talking, Sam? I now got four or five. Oh, that's a good amount. Why not, stack dude? It, stock, stock up before. All different kinds, dude, but this might be the bad boy. I mean, like. It's a good beginner my, amount of guns to have. Oh, beginner <laughs> amount? How much do you have? Oh, oh, oh Johnny's, from, Johnny's from. Johnny, what number are we talking? 20? Oh. That that's closer to the answer. Oh, oh snaps, Johnny! We're <laughs> back in North I'm Carolina. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are back in North Carolina. Oh, some shit. of them. Damn, He's Johnny, dangerous. I I love. I I, go on, sorry. Let's talk about preparedness. Like this is freaking awesome. Lead into exactly how people can move forward and not have this fear of I don't know what to do next. Right. As long as we're taking action and moving forward, then we. There, we feel a sense of accomplishment. And so what the, the, I think the guns and being, you know, prepared to defend yourself mentally as much as physically, right? We need to be prepared mentally as well to make peace with what that means. And I won't get into those details. Everybody can understand what I'm talking about. And when you're, you know, I've got these daughters here and to, I'm completely prepared to defend my family mentally and physically i've also and this is really important for me is i have learned a faith that works for me where i know for certain that i'm more than this right that i'm, I'm just a part of the bigger picture and that helps me not live in fear of what's possibly almost certainly to come is more hard times before wonderful times well i totally agree with that dude I totally agree with that. You know, I mean, a lot of this is like stuff I've learned in recovery and it's just, it's so, you know, I have a podcast called zero. It's a spiritual podcast. A lot of stuff you're talking about is just very much helped me get through all these crazy times. We have like my level head, head my level head in this, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is all from the fact that I know like, so much more is going on than what we're being told on the screen and stuff like that. And you know, when I, when I tried to find a house for my daughters, when I, when I found out I was having daughters, I'm like, I got to find a place where there's a backyard where I could like grow stuff. They could play. And then I got a gun saved. And I started just loading up bro on guns. Cause I was going to pop some zombies, dude. But you know, I have generators. I have stacks of food. I have everything Has anything happened. No, but I'd rather be prepared and nothing happen than not be prepared when something happens. Right. So that's freaking awesome, man. You're so so short-term short-term preparedness is vital right now. Long-term solutions is the next step, right? And we got to do them both on a parallel path 
because we'll never have a long-term solution unless we start implementing the long-term solution. And I can demonstrate, and it has been demonstrated all over the world, that food forestry, and I'm going to get into some details here, there's about 40 to 50 million acres of lawn in the United States. Henry Kissinger said back in the 70s, he said, if you want to control nations, control oil. If you want to control people, control food. This strategy has led to a systematic dismantling and destruction of the food supply chain, where now six big companies control over 90% of the grains, the soy, and all these different foods that, that are the foundation of our very unhealthy society. The solution is embarrassingly simple. We turn half of our lawns into perennial edible landscapes that require less maintenance than a lawn and that pay back at a rate of hundreds of percent per year. I am in, dude. I am totally 100% in. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's get into this, man. Uh, let's, so we got uh, food scarcity increasing, right? And, and what, how should we prepare for if, uh, if our grid collapses, right? What should we, where should we start? Can you give us two answers? One, if you live in the city, and then one, if you live kind of rural, because, I mean, some people don't got no space for no generators. So, totally cool. So the first thing you sh everybody should be doing is they should have three months of food. And specifically three months of food, because if the shit hits the fan, you can grow a, a pretty decent amount of food in three months. Okay. Now, six months of food is going to be better. And of course, a year is, is where now you're completely fine with, of course, security, right? Because that's a whole different thing. People are going to come steal your food if they don't have it. So, um, I, so let's start with three to three months to a year's worth of food and seeds. You want to buy seeds, go to Johnny seed or true leaf, or even your local Lowe's and people, Oh, should I buy heirloom or should I buy any? You know what? It, you're not going to buy GMOs because they don't sell GMOs at those places. So don't worry about it. Just buy a bunch of seeds Buy or here's even better. You want to multi-function. You go to the store and you buy tomato, you buy organic tomatoes and cucumbers and zucchini and a whole bunch of sweet potatoes and potatoes. And then you, when you eat those, you take the seeds out and you make your own little seed bag. Oh, now, snaps. Snaps, dude. Yeah. I'm in, dude. I'm in, What's dude. the easiest thing to grow? If it's like your first time growing and you kind of don't want to ruin, you got, there's zombies outside. You don't want to ruin it. What are we, so, what are we growing? Yeah, so thank you to the cannabis industry who've taught us how to grow indoors, right? Um, LED lights and a reflective paint, even a white reflective paint in a closet or in a bedroom. And you can grow so, and sweet potatoes and microgreens are the two best things to grow indoors. Um, sweet potatoes are one of the best preparedness foods. Uh, potatoes save millions of Russians in different places around the world. And then microgreens, you can buy pounds of microgreen seeds, broccoli and kale and peas and sunflowers and radish and all sorts of stuff. And you can harvest those in two weeks. Jeez. I'm and loving this. Yeah. It's easy as coffee in the morning. You pour a little water on, squirt, and now you've got 14 days later, you've got microgreens that are four to 40 times more nutrient dense than adult broccoli and kale. Okay. So, and this is all available on your website. 
Yeah, and on YouTube everywhere. Our website, our focus is food forestry. We design and install food forests. And I got to share this, it's so exciting because uh, 100 days ago, I was on the high wire with Dale Baytree, 33 minute section. And since then, we have went from three people to about 40 people. We're in 11 countries and 35 states installing major food forests that will radically change the lives of the family, not just for a couple of years, but literally Dude, I for love generations. This. I love this. So people can call you up. Okay, so you're out of Florida, right? What if I'm in Wyoming? We have, um, we have people in Wyoming. You can have a food forest anywhere where you can grow grass. Dude, I love this, man. This is great, man. Wow. I'm very excited. So basically what you do is you come in and you set up a, a, a basically a food forest. Yep. We design and we do what's called a food forest blueprint. So you can install your own food forest or we can install it for you. And you have some in California as well? Lots in California, yeah. Hey. Wow. In, I've seen a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people growing on top of the roofs. Is that recommended? It's recommended if that's your best place to grow. The soil is number one by far. We're destroying the, these same people who are creating the poisons. The poison producers of our world are destroying the soil. And it's it, it gets really deep, but the bottom line is, Building soil is what we have to do. So, yes, rooftops are awesome. Decks are awesome. Windowsills are great. And then otherwise, you just got to get the LED lights from Home Depot for 29 bucks and grow in your closet. I love this. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about food forest abundance. All right, so a um, little tiny backstory. I When I got home from traveling around the world, I lived in Africa with the Maasai and a bunch of different places. And when I got home, I had goals again for the second time in my life. And I wrote that I wanted to have $3 million in three years. I had a teaching degree and bartending experience. So everybody said I was fucking crazy, which I love that. Anyway, three years later, the mortgage company did about $1.3 billion in gross revenue. And I bought a boat and lived on the ocean. And again, it was all about the vision and thinking outside the box. I thank the Lord for my ADD because I never got sold in school to pay attention to the teacher because it was way too exciting in my mind for me to pay any attention to the teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the same way, dude. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, we, I'm copying a similar model and I've had a lot of business failures too. And, and those failures have been my biggest teachers, by the way, the successes are just party time, but the failures are where you go, Holy shit. How did I screw that up so bad, right? <laughs> so um, we created a similar structure called our Food Force Cooperative. And we teach capitalism. We teach regenerative entrepreneurship. And we have what's what we call a um, voluntary exchange of value. So a uh, little backstory again. I started, a, I spent about a quarter million getting a franchise ready. And it was about 350 pages of rules and I threw the shit in the trash after spending that money. We now have a two-page contract, and it's simply based on the voluntary exchange of value. We have no patents, no non-complete, no non-disclosures, no nothing. It's just, here's our value. If you want to join us, join us. If not, we'll help you anyway. I love that, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so we do, sh 
here's my whole thing, right? We we go on the road, we do shows. I sell T-shirts, man, awesome. and you know it's a really craziness after the show, and and I have this theory that these people are my fans, and and they gotta steal and, and they might steal a shirt. If they steal a shirt, they steal a shirt, and. It. Maybe they're going through some shit that they can't afford the 20 bucks. They want it and they really need it. And at the end of the day, I, I hope that shirt gives you a little energy and happiness to, to, you know, take care of yourself and, and get, get out of that place where you got to steal a shirt from somebody who you love. So that's kind of where I am at the end of the day. If the numbers add up, the numbers add up. If they don't, they don't. It's okay. It's like, you know what you're talking about is but abundance right here like i can't abundance. i can't express how much that has changed my life is like giving shit away it's like you know it's like you see somebody need you only got 20 you're like you want to break it you're like i just here you go and it, it's like it comes he's back not, to you he's not lying <laughs> he's not lying i've seen him three times already give a homeless person a straight up 20 dollar bill this person's face the, <laughs> They want to give him a hug. They don't know to because they're dirty. But Sam's just like, <laughs> like we're good, yeah, dude. Sam gives him the 20 and it's after the show. So it's like he's feeling like he's got the money, the love. And he's like, I got to give it back to someone. You, it yeah. comes back. He's been doing it. I'm it not lying. I'm, I've seen it. So what dude. you're doing is that as well. You're like, hey, man, this is how we do it. If you want to do with it as you please, or we can work together. And I always say it's always better to work together. Yeah, man, collaborating instead of competing. And I'm I'm an athlete. I love competition. And I used to get I used to get pissed off when I lost that stuff in my twenties and teens, especially. Like I broke broke probably ten pool cues over my knee, uh, which is in complete insanity. Like that. Now I can. I'm a tennis player now, and I can play tennis like a crazy nut. And if I lose, I'm actually just as happy. Like maybe one percent less happy, as long as I played as good. as I can play, but I'm so happy for the other person now. That's that's what if, if people can resonate to that level of understanding that we do the best we can with what we got and we just got to work on ourselves and not worry about everything out there. Uh, you know, you brought up something very, uh, um, earlier about how um, how, uh, you know, it's like you, you, these things don't work out. You sit there and you go, okay, what happened there? Like, these are learning moments. I couldn't agree more. So today, for some reason, I woke up really sad, like really sad. And I was like, man, I feel really sad right now. And, you know, instead of like running around crying about it, I'm like, why do I feel bad? Like, what is going on in my life? that I need to learn from. And I, I say that to everybody. It's like the universe warns you all the time. They give you, it gives you warnings, both positive and negative, that something needs to change. You need to do something a little different. And these like sad moments, these angry moments, these moments of failure, they're all like moments to learn. They're like yeah. the universe wants you to learn something right there. And because I believe like I, I had a conversation with somebody, they had something that worked, didn't go well. And I'm like, that's the universe teaching you a lesson because something bigger is coming. And that lesson had to be learned. So you don't, you don't do it when yeah. this big, big thing happens. And that, yeah. that's kind of how I, how I think about my career. It's like, if I would have gotten what's happening right now, when I was your age, it would all go away, dude. It would all go down in a blaze of glory because I was such a knucklehead back then. I was so in my disease, 
ego, paranoid. I would have flamethrowed everything. I catch myself now when I'm I, I old behaviors catch up and I nip that shit the bud. I nip yeah. it. I'm like, oh, we're not going there today. Not today. Not today. And that's a yep. Yep. And it's like I I I feel the exact Do you say not today because you take it day by day? Is that why you say just not today? Like well, I'm dealing with it just today. Well, you know, when it comes to recovery and stuff like that, I, I always ask for 24. Just give me 24 hours. When it comes to like when I feel like like either I'm getting slighted, my paranoia is just starting to take off, I go, give it a moment. You know, in recovery, it's called pause when agitated. I wow. just like give me, you know, pause. And like I can't tell you how many times I've calmed the fuck down instead of making that call, walking up to that person, yelling and screaming, and just paused. And just what what am I what am I to learn today? Why am I scared? Why am I angry? Why am I depressed? All these things. And like our society right now pushes off so badly about numbing to that stuff. Oh, I'm really sad. I've been depressed. I'm really depressed. Oh, here's something. Now, people have chemical imbalances. I'm not talking about that because there's a lot of people who just they start catching feelings and they hate it and they want to run from it. And it's like, why? To me, it's like, why am I feeling like this is the most important question. Why am I sad today? Why did I wake up sad? And it, it has a, I, and I started figuring it has a lot to do with like, right now my life is incredibly changing. Everything is, whether it's yeah. daughters, you know, me and the mom are getting along. I feel a little better because I, you know, because I've stopped being a dumbass. I've let her rope a dope. I, you know, and like, we're kind of like moving to a place where everyone's kind of chilling out. I'm sure hormones have to do a lot with that as well. And I've learned that I have to, I have to operate in a certain way that maybe in the past I wasn't doing it, but you know, like learning, learning, learning. That's a very important shit. It's like important. Pause when agitated. agitated. Yeah. Dude, I like that. That is beautiful. And I get those things too. And then that's my thing is exactly what you said is okay what's going on in my body why is my vibration low and i've changed my language intentionally over the last couple of years um this tesla thing about you know if you want to change everything think in terms of energy frequency and vibration um that shit's the real deal like i feel and i've, I've really worked very intentionally on feeling my vibration like right now i can instantly feel my hands just vibrating like if there was the right kind of instrument, you could see the light coming off. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen. It, I wish you on that. Huh? Remember uh, the last dragon? Do you remember that? The power of the glow. Yeah, when yeah. you start getting the fucking glow going, dude. Oh no! Yes. I'm gonna tell you something though. I've been seeing more and more people's hands shaking, and they're not people that I, I'm like. What is this about, man? I wonder if that has to do with the fucking dirty electricity we were talking about. On 5G? 5G, all this fucking routers and all this shit. Like, are we getting bombarded with electricity so much? Or is everybody just turned to the bottle during the pandemic? It could be that too. But I know people that aren't like hard drinkers, but and they're fucking... I think 5G fucks around with your anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay on topic. Everyone's like, get back to it. So, um, what, what, what were you... So, you were into what you were doing before uh, food... Uh, food forest abundance. You were talking about you failed a lot. Now you got this simple contract, and I want to kind of pick up right there. Well, okay. So, so we are. Um, it, so the 
whole business is about scale. We want to affect the world. So in the last month, um, we've had producers from a very famous TV show reach out and then uh, a movie star uh, reached out and we're going to do the first pilot at this movie star's house in the middle of September. And the, the intention is to, you know, create a series where we go in people's backyards and we transform these backyards using badass design techniques that will make people go, what the hell? How come we're not doing this everywhere? And then better yet, how can we do this everywhere? And we're gonna start using every tool in our arsenal or in our loving arsenal, right? To inspire people, to lift them up. Not fear-based, but like, let's just enjoy this life. And here's how we do it. Food forests literally solve every one of the world's biggest problems, and I can name them. Cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. Mass extinction, deforestation, soil degradation, and tyranny. Every one of those things will be completely taken away through the peaceful re-love ocean of planting food instead of lawns. I love it, dude. I love all of it, man. I am so into this. This is really resonating with me, man. Um, so what inspired you to create it, basically? What, what, what made you think I, this is my mission in life? It's a very profound question. Uh, it, it, the, for me, when I started reading the greats, um, Napoleon Hill and, um, and Carnegie, I don't know if he's a great person, but his book is really freaking good. Um, and Tony Robbins. And then I got in lately to the spiritual ones, Eckhart Tolle about 10 years ago and Abraham Hicks. And my point is, is what I realized is that I can do any fucking thing that my mind conceives and believes. And so I started saying, what can I conceive and believe? And there was one of my favorite quotes by Victor Hugo. He said, there's one thing more powerful than all of the armies of the world. How relevant is that right now? One thing more powerful than every one of the world's armies, and that is an idea whose time has come. Well, guess what? This is the idea. I'm fucking absolutely certain about it, and we can demonstrate that it is. I love that, ma'am, because I think that's what's happening right now. We're seeing an old oligarchy that is desperately trying to hold on to power and force down this whole thing. And people are waking up to it more and more and more and more. And as much as the internet has bombarded us with craziness, it's just like the law. The, if you hang out long enough, you'll meet people in your tribe and you'll vibe with your tribe. And people are waking up to this idea that, you know, that we have all the power and those, the oligarchies are small and they have none of the power and they might have all the money. And they think they're going to fucking own everything, but we'll just take our ball and go home, man. That's my opinion, man. And this is exactly what you do. This is exactly what you do. You build your own garden. You build your own forest. That is so great. Um, Self-reliant, autopoiesis, you know, be the, the governors of our own um, not looking to anybody else for anything. That's why, you know, this idea of Q, well, we have been still ripped off forever. I love the idea, but this, but here's what I don't like about it. The idea that somebody is going to save us 
is not natural. That's not how it works in a divine system. We have to rise above it, right? So that's why I'm such a hardcore promoter of capitalism. Um, I've had people that, you know, because this is communism, capitalism is the same as unsustainable and sustainable, which is the same as life and death. All those things are the same, you know? And so let's focus towards life in a way that like Thomas uh, Jefferson said, uh, the tree of Liberty must be nourished from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants for that. It's natural manure, right? Well, how about not? How about we just build food for us everywhere and then we win through complete joy and abundance instead of through blood and war. And this to me is exactly what, and I'm sorry, everyone can get mad at me and I talk about it all the time. This is exactly what the Q people did. They pulled their energy, their money, their attention, their luge out of the system. Yes. Did they, did they rely on the, you know, trust the process, but as soon as they realized nothing was going to happen, they pulled out all their shit and look at all these movies are bombing. All these TV shows are bombing. The two party system is fucking dying. Okay. And dude, the network news, whether it's on cable or on network, dude, the amount of people who actually watch it is below 1% of the population man think about that so so it's like i'm sorry man but like all the people i know that used to be cute people they all pulled out all their attention and maybe they got duped by you know trump and stuff like that i'm fine with that but at the end of the day they did the thing that you have to do which is look inside and start working on yourself and that's to me what you're supposed to do they're the only people that really got off of social media People that are real QAnons said, I'm out. I'll see you later. If you want to hype me up, you got my number. Listen, dude. I mean, how many people have have st- 8 million people stopped l- watching Netflix after all that cutie shit, all this fucking bullshit they're putting out? 8 million people, dude. 8 million people. Yes, they have 200 million people signing up, but 8 million people is more than any of these fucking network television shows get right. I mean, yeah, even network television shows for the most part. Occasionally you get one that might get up to 10 million, but just think about how big 8 million people are leaving your platform. That's oh. huge. And that's what you got to do. And that's why I, I like I don't demonize them. I mean, they, right. I, I, as personally, I believe they told us everything they're doing because they wanted us to feel completely helpless when nothing happened. And yeah. guess what? They bit off more than they can chew and everybody's pulling out and people are waking up and you could say whatever you want about Joe Biden. The one thing that he did that Trump never did is like universally everyone agrees. He's absolute garbage on both <laughs> sides of the, of the aisle. And that to me yep. is something you Trump couldn't do. And it's like, you know, you know, so it's like, and starting your own garden is so important, man. It is, it is the most important thing ever, you know? And it's, it's just like, yeah, you want to still be able to, you know, you know, it's like when I think about where, where I might want to move, right? Like I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere with nothing going on. I have FOMO. That's why I lived in LA, but I also don't want to live in a big city at all either as well. So I kind of want to have my foot in both things, but it's like, for me, man, it's like growing a garden to me is like the biggest fuck you to all of these corporations. And everything like that. 
It's phenomenal. And here, there's so many layers of programming too. When uh, a perennial edible landscape is different than an annual garden bed, right? Annuals are plants that you plant, you harvest, and then you have to replant a new seed and then have another harvest. Perennials are things like fruit trees and berry bushes and nut trees, turmeric and ginger, even sweet potatoes continue to grow. So this, in fact, I like to use this idea that I have in my head of the Garden of Eden, right? What was that to you guys? In fact, describe what you imagined the Garden of Eden to be like. Apples. Apples? Yeah. That like literally what? No, I mean, he's saying those are the one of the plants that I saw there. I mean, palm trees, very tropical, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we're seeing. Uh, what you, what's your answer, Johnny? Well, I, I, I just, I'm just seeing green. I mean, it's just yeah, all everything is green. Over, I, no, I, I would say not overgrown though. Everything in sort of, uh, you is know, there, in, in how about everything in harmony? In harmony, yeah, yeah, in yeah, harmony, yeah. everything you need. It's nicely trimmed. They got a Mexican working the lawn. I know that. <laughs> well, I don't even mean trim. Just, just everything. It's, it, because you know, I, there's this great documentary, and you may have seen this. I think I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's about these people that decide to move, kind of, out of the city and start a farm, and all the struggles. Uh, do you know the? Do you know this film? Uh, it could be the Clarkson family farm. There's yeah, several of them. Yeah, and and it's all about the struggles, and they and 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 their struggles are mostly because they're trying to get nature to submit to artificial measures. But yes. when they start living, when they start using the the nature's own built-in systems, the farm finally starts thriving. I love that. I'm gonna watch that doc. Is it on Pornhub? No, and that's what the business of permaculture is. This Garden of Eden, everybody thinks it's a utopic fantasy when it's literally the next logical step. It's so simple. When we use the same energy we're using now and plant fruit trees and berry bushes and nut trees and the tens of thousands of different edible plants that you only know 1% of because we've been programmed, these, this information has been not completely lost, but mostly lost to the majority of us as a strategy. When we start waking up to how simple it is to have everything back there be designed like the Mayans designed the um, rainforest of Brazil, that was a designed food forest 5,000 years ago. It's called The Biggest Little Farm, by the way, is the name of that film. Yes, that's the one, The Biggest Little Farm. Yeah, that's a good one. So tell me about um, basically how much land is being unused or wasted in, in, let's just say, the United States. So there's more lawn than there are some of the, all the major crops and food forests put together, like corn and wheat. There's more lawn. Now, lawn takes more poisons than any other crop, and it's a monochromatic, relatively ugly, non-productive plant. And so, and they're actually in California, they subsidize the removal of fruit trees in families' houses. They subsidize that. Why? They always do it for the common good, right? And they say big, big ag feeds the world. Well, that's because that's the strategy to feed the world. And how sick is the world? Sick as shit. Um, Hippocrates said, let thy food be thy medicine. We don't need any of that shit. All medicine, all that stuff is gone when we simply eat a, a healthy meal a day out of our backyard, which is less less energy than the lawn. Man, 
I'm digging this, dude. I'm all about that. What are you growing? What do you got in mind? I don't know, man. I gotta think about that. You got a nice backyard. I do got a nice backyard. We're gonna. What, what's our buddy's? Uh, I left this. Uh, do you know what is uh, lawn? Oh no, I, he. I don't. Uh, give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have him do some work, but I think I'm gonna hit up JB Tree Service. Yeah, JB yeah. Tree Service. I'm gonna have him come up and just clean up everything so the girls have a place to play. But I think I'm gonna take part of the lawn and do some w- w- with our, you know, with uh, the Food Forest Abundance Program, man. We'll do a design for you. I'm down, right. dude. I'm totally yeah, down. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll, we'll talk after the show. We'll get a design going. And also, when you clean up what's already there, make that part of the design because you can use that incredible resource as mulch, and mulch is gold. Like, you want to put all that right back on the ground, and you want to start building the microbiome, the soil that creates life that then you can plant in and they'll thrive. I'm I'm very excited. Now you brought up big agriculture. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. Again, back to this safe, dangerous talk. If we go, oh, hey man, the military industrial complex is bad. You know, you got these safe, dangerous talking heads railing against us all the time. But if if I took instead of the pharmaceutical industry and I said big medical industrial complex, people might have a different reaction to it, right? Because there's some people that don't understand how bad man these medical mandates are, how right. they are, they are um, a, a, a violation of your rights as a human being, okay? So so the question is, oh, does, it, does uh, an industry, a business have the right to tell you not getting vaccinated uh, not to come to their place. Well, do they? I don't know. Well, people say, well, it is your choice not to get the vaccine. Okay, let me change this. What is, does a, does a, a business have the right, and this is Sam speaking, not Jim speaking, does the business have a right to tell interracial daters that they can't come to their business? You choose to date somebody out of your race. I'm perfectly fine with that. I've watched a lot of that pornography, okay? So, but it, do you have the right to tell somebody who's made a decision one way or the other that they can't come into your thing. It's not that clear, is it? Johnny, do you have thoughts on that? I, I mean, I'm inclined to, as a libertarian, to say uh, you can refuse service to anybody you please for whatever Including reason. Including someone who doesn't have a vaccine. Yeah. You're yeah. okay with that. Yeah, well, I, if I'm okay with it, the other example you gave, I have to be okay with it for that too, yeah. It's your and business. I am. Yeah, it's your business. But, but, but I'm it's telling your property. You- it's private property. Interesting. And, and this is represents one of the greatest opportunities in history to fill that void because the businesses that are openly saying you're not allowed in my business if you've got a mask covering your face yes. are freaking thriving. Yeah, right? this is how the market the, fixes it. Yeah. So the Johnny, round, so these the comic clubs, go ahead, are saying that you can't have. Uh, you have to come here with a vax, well, vax card. You're okay with that? And what he's saying is this leaves the door wide open for another club to come out and say, you know what? Market it. Like, hey, we don't care about any of this. We welcome the people who haven't been vaccinated, who don't want to wear a mask. Come in here to our con. I mean, that's how the market fixes about, this. What about the employees? 
What do you? Yeah, what, what about? I mean, it's it's still, dude. I mean, you're you're working you're working at will. You know, I mean, it's your decision to work there. Oh man, to it's tough. It's not jobs. easy, but dude, I'm telling you, man, it's I, that's that's. I'm with Johnny on that one because guess what? Right now, some if the other club was like, hey, you don't need a vaccine here. Where are we going? It's yeah, a pushback. Yeah, it's a pushback okay. if you don't have I no mean, option going there. Interesting. I think it's easy for people to say, hey. We, we, hey, if you don't get this vaccine, uh, you can't come here. I'm cool with that. But if I say, hey, if you choose to date outside your race, which I have zero problems with. I don't have, yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. But I think. But does that get down to saying, I don't want to serve. And this is not on Jim. I, I don't want to get too much into well, that. That's, yeah, I mean, that's why they had to do conversation. a conversation. That's why they had to have a civil rights act. But yeah, right. it's, it's. But you're okay with that? If I'm a lib- if I believe what I. As a libertarian, I believe in that private property is is really where this whole thing ends. Then yeah, I have to I have to be okay with that. Yeah. That's cr- I, I understand idealistically where you're coming, but it's from. not idealistic because it, the the market it, it is if, idealistic. If, if, if that gets out that a business is refusing to serve black people, that business will fail. That the market fixes this on its own. No one. That's, yeah, you nailed it. Instagram yeah. will do that. Instagram will do that. That's it. If someone says they don't let black people here, it gets reposted. Guess what? It's that over. restaurant's trash now. Yeah. And we don't need the government to, to solve yeah. these problems. The market will solve them. And because when we let the government in to make decisions about race, then they're also making decisions about vaccines and shit like that too. And that's I it's an interesting take. I think it's a dangerous game to play. I but, appreciate your like uh, wanting to help me not get into involved. But here's the deal. I'm a absolute Anarchist. Um, monarchy means ruled by one person. Anarchy literally means no ruler, ruled by nobody. That is my thing. So if all of a sudden there becomes a mandate or a law that protects a certain group of people, who's going to enforce that law and do we trust them, right? Over time, absolutely not, we don't trust them. So that's why we have to use, we have to lift people up and have them realize not by force, but simply by the awareness that it is the most selfish thing to do is to love everybody and to treat everybody with respect. Because when you treat somebody shitty, you feel shitty. So I'm selfish as shit and I love helping people. So what's what's what happens if I I understand what you're saying? I do think it's ideal if Harvard goes, we're not allowing white guys in. Do you think that crumbles? That brand crumbles? Oh. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have enough people to go to school there. Yeah, yeah. they've got tons of Asians. <laughs> they could go the other way. More more likely, they'll go the other way and not let white people in. Right nowadays. Yeah. Um, and guess what? It'll still happen. They'll still crumble. It's just. It's an unsustainable way of thinking. All right. I, okay. I understand what you're saying. I guess I'm, I'm a little nervous about going somewhere where they say some people can't go. And that's it. And maybe. Yeah, but, that's you, but then you don't go there. And then but, that's how you have your voice heard. Hey, yeah. But, in but that's only private property we're talking. Airports, they can't do that. Yeah, that, right. that, that we're is talking thing, private property. We're talking like Johnny's business. Johnny wants to sell t- shoes and he only wants to sell them to black guys because they rock them better. He should be able to do that. Racist. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So how is, okay. I, I know we're going in and out of uh, some talking points, but I, I, I think this conversation's 
phenomenal. And I, I think these are the shows that have these conversations, you know. Sometimes when we start a show, I'm like, please, Lord, let this train stay on the track. But, which it has. And it's like a wonderful conversation. I think this is probably one of the better episodes we've done in a very long time. Because I... It's it's all the conversations you want to have, all the dangerous conversations, and on top of that, you learn how to help yourself. I love that you have set up a system for people because I think some people are so lost that they don't even know where to start, and I love that you kind of create that for, hey, man, here's a building block. Sorry, I, I haven't looked into your system as much, how developed it is, and I'm going to because... I'm going to work with you on some stuff because I really love this idea. I awesome. love this idea. Like, you know, I can't stress enough how important it is to be self-sufficient, I mean, he, independent contractor. You might be one of the only people that might benefit from COVID, you know, because people actually want to start growing shit because shit hit the fan. And he's like, yo, fuck it. I'm like, dude, I, I I hate to tell you, but we've definitely benefited from COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate saying it, but I mean, yeah, like... We were right. <laughs> I mean, we started cranking out three the episodes a week. give you $30 billion. You earned it. You provided value, and you got the voluntary exchange of value. You should benefit in that way. So, so the importance of having your own garden is like you, you pull yourself out of the system. And that's my, you know, it's like I, I, I put out, I forget who it was that put it out, but like, and it's a big reason why I'm not in LA comedy right now is that I don't like the system. Oh, uh, McKenna, McKenna put it out, right? Um, about like, pull yourself out of the system that you don't like. Stop putting energy into it. And that's why I have not performed in LA in a month. I yep. wasn't happy. And I'm out of it, okay? So by by starting this new Ter Terrence McKenna, sorry. Uh, and it's on my Instagram right now. You guys can find that video. I, I, it's one of the most important videos I've posted because it's changed. I have to let you go, let you go, let you go, let you go. Uh, but by by starting this, this self-gardening, producing your own food, you really pull out a big agriculture. And, yeah. you know, and that was kind of what I was trying to get into before we went on a rant. But uh, what has big agriculture done to create the situation that we're in now? So when you said big agriculture, we're talking about um, being in the system. Most people probably think of like this big general system. But let's get more detail on what the system is. The system is cancer. The system is diabetes. The system is heart disease all of the untimely diseases and diseases of our world come from this system, which is big agriculture. That's what's making us sick mentally and physically. It's what's making our soil sick. And it's what it's just, it's the, one of the most important foundations besides fear of the unhealth of our society and the ability to control the masses through that food system. So what big ag rat represents is the, one of the most insidious tools of enslavement. And how did they get there? This is a strategy that has been going on forever. When rulers used to go in, uh, warlords to a, a community, they would kill the farmers and take the farms first thing off. They, this is the food supply chain, by the way, is everybody should get food right now because I don't know, I don't have a crystal ball, but there's so many different collapse 
possibilities that are all kind of simultaneously happening. And there's a lot of theories about that. Some of them are absolutely true. So anyway, store food right now. All right. So our final thing is this. All right. So what changes can the average person do to actually have an impact on a larger environment? Meditate. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Relax your mind and find something that brings you joy. And I know you're asking specifically about food, and I'll get a little bit into that real quick. But the most important thing is to start feeling good, to ask the questions that you were talking about earlier. If I'm not feeling good, okay, what have I done? And the odds are you've been watching CNN or Fox or some of these shows that actually bring you to their resonance, to their frequency, right? Turn that shit off. Go outside, walk with nature, and then start observing the butterflies and the bees and the interactions and the colors of the leaves and the sounds like the symphony outside is insanely beautiful, but most people haven't heard it for a long time. Right? So that's the foundation is start paying attention to yourself in a way that lifts you up and then start getting seeds and playing around. YouTube has all the answers. Anybody here can grow food as easily as you can grow your lawn, as easily as you can have coffee in the morning, you can grow food. Man, I love this episode, Jim. I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, expectations were high and you blew them out of the water. I think this is so important. These are just these episodes that I hope really pe people sit down and listen to. They visit your site. They start doing their own research and they start doing their own thing. You know, one of the coolest things I heard when I, we, we were in Dallas, I heard a bunch of people talking about how they were starting their own business. And they go, yeah, man, I'm starting my own business. And I know they've heard us talk about this on this show, on Cash Daddies, wherever, man. And I can't express enough how my heart fills with joy when I hear that. And that is the beginning of getting out of the system, how to create a, a, a business and, uh, and revenue out of the system that they could crash at any moment. And yes. then this is the next part self-sustaining man you know it's like i have fomo man but i also have two daughters that i want to grow up in, in love and having and, and being happy and like i need to get to simpler places so they can enjoy and not have to learn critical race theory and brainwashing and all this stuff that they really want to do to their minds man it's like somebody played a video of this kid's show, which is for like three to eight year olds. And they're like, one of the characters just want, he's a boy that just wants to wear a dress. And I'm just like, why are you putting this stuff on kids? Like, like where, are, where are your screw? Where are your morals, man? Programmed. It's just programmed. Oh, no. like, and yeah. there's so many people that don't have kids that mm -hmm. don't understand that. And it's particular. I'm not. I don't want to go too deep. There's down. action figures with masks on now. It's so dumb. <laughs> action figures. All you gotta do yeah. is see that and go. This 
You know, we just had a guest on that's kind of more of the left, and he sent me some stuff about the vaccine and about all the military presence that's stepping in, that the vaccine, the door that the vaccine is opening. And I'm like, you know, I just want to do that Jack Nicholson, like, yeah, <laughs> now you're getting it, dude. You're that's coming cool. to my side, man. And my yeah. side is on nobody's side. That's yeah. my side. Ronin this shit. Stop. Stop thinking either side gives a shit about you. Stop being angry at the military industrial complex, but thinking that the medical industrial complex has your fucking back. I mean, they've committed wars to help the medical industry. So you need to understand that there's levels to this shit. There's levels. And don't be angry at anybody because when you're angry, then you freaking lost. You're <laughs> totally right. And we were yeah. talking like we ate like shit this weekend. Horrible. We uh, ate like shit, and I think that's a part of my d sadness. I yeah. ate oh, like sure. shit the whole time. Yeah, yeah. We gotta fix that. Yeah, we go out. We can't be eating fucking pizza and Doritos and every day beef of jerky. All the time, I know. Look at him. Look at him. It hurt him. Look at him. <laughs> I love pizza. Once in a while, good pizza's fun, but. Man, when it's the only thing open when you got to perform and, you know, these clubs, God bless them. Nobody's going to a comedy club to, you know, eat from a garden. So it's just meant to be munchy foods. And but we yep. perform when people are out dinner. So it is what it is. Jim, 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 Jim. Dude, you did wonderful, man. What a wonderful conversation to have. Uh, his website is and please, please go check it out. Food forestabundance.com man uh jim Absolutely. final thoughts anything yes if you want to be in the business of helping people be prepared helping people grow food then call me email me um through the website i yeah. like what you're saying man guys if you're looking for something to get into a something else to give you me and your life this may be it if you hey, got dude. land, if you got land, a lot of you guys but listen. But not even that's land. Yeah. Like, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong. You're asking for people to kind of start out helping people, right? Like to Yeah, dude, it's the most beneficial, selfish, wonderful, profitable business in the history of everything. Helping people grow food, which will last for generations. And it's like landscaping. So you make good money doing it. Dude, listen to what this dude just said. He's asking you to come help him work. And you could be an independent contractor. 100%. And now you're helping people. I don't yeah. know what better gift that is. And if you're in a job where you fucking hate, what have we talked about forever? It's time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that has do this soul-sucking job while you do something like this. And you don't have to do it with him. You do. You can find something. But I'm telling you, man, it sounds like this is something that makes change. And if you want to make change, you need to make change. You change yourself. You change the world. Jim, you came. You saw you dropped a whole lot of hammer. And you are in the discussion for the Mount Rushmore of this show for this year. So thank you so much, Jim Gale. Yeah. I, uh, I will... We'll talk once we're done. We'll exchange uh, personal information, and awesome. uh, we'll go from there. I hope you guys got a lot out of this. I got to word this right, this title of this show, because it has so much to do with whether people listen to. They, everyone will listen. Some listen more than others, and I really hope that uh, you enjoyed this, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. I love you guys very much, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We go.
go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.